0: Welcome, who will be king? This is your one-stop destination for all things NFC North. Four teams, over 100 years of history, and known as the Black and Blue Division. First off, I, Dave Stefano, your Minnesota Vikings representative from Vikings First and Goal. We'll try to bring you a wealth of knowledge and unique perspective to our discussions as always ready to share valuable insights on the Vikings and their performance. Next representing the Chicago bears. One of the best voices from the windy city. We have pay from the bear podcast. A dedicated Bears fan and seasoned analyst and broadcaster, Pay offers a comprehensive understanding of the Bears' strategy, strengths, and challenges that only a true insider can provide. Then we have the best from the Motor City, June and Foster, our Detroit Lion representatives from the Bleachers to Speakers podcast. They have an unwavering passion for the Lions, thrilled to bring you the latest news, insights, and in-depth analysis of their games that always make for an engaging and informative discussion. Finally, the Green Bay Packers, a team favored with 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, but this season they are suffering through regression and angst, (laughs) and it's wonderful for all but Packers fans. In this episode, we're discussing and dissecting the latest game results, examining performances of our teams, and discussing what to expect in the upcoming matchups. We'll be sharing our thoughts on the surprises, disappointments, and standout moments of the season to date. But that's not all. We also delve into the strategies that our team might employ in future games and how the rest of the season unfolds. Whether you're a diehard fan of one of our NFC North teams, a football enthusiast, or someone who enjoyed sports analysis, Who Will Be King is the show for you. So get comfortable and let's dive into this week's NFC North Roundup. That monologue,
1: I'm sorry. I almost like I almost like became a Minnesota Viking fan after that <laughs> monologue. I like I said, whoa, this is awesome. This is uh a, a must see. TV here, man. That was pretty dope there, Dave. I I, I salute you. I don't think I can follow up doing anything after that. Like, that was just...
2: Hey,
0: for those that are listening and don't know, that is June from Bleachers to Speakers. And June, I'll let you know the show, the podcast goes out weekly, right? It goes out on my channel, goes out on your channel, goes out on Pay's channel. And my version, I always put up a monologue up in front. I've got fans on my channel that absolutely love this show because they love the banter between all three of us. And when we have a Green Bay Packer representative, they love that too (laughs) because they know how we all feel about that. So I want to thank you uh, very much. It's heartfelt. And uh, thank you for that. Speaking of... June from Bleachers to Speakers, he has a partner. His partner is named Foster. How you doing, Foster?
3: I'm, I'm amazing. That, that that brought me up. That, that got me right, right where I needed to be before we uh, jump into things. So That's you. outstanding.
0: And then over in the land of deep pan, uh, deep pan, Pizza. Deep dish. There you go. Deep dish, Chicago, which is more like a tomato and cheese pie. And it's good if you know where to get it. We have Pay from the Bears Podcast. Bear Claw Podcast. Oops, I didn't mean to do that. Even made a great logo for your channel. Anyways, Pay, you're going to start it off. Your team started off the week last Thursday with an impressive victory. Tell us about it.
2: On Thursday night football, the Chicago Bears started off what of what was a great weekend for the NFC North. We have we defeated we defeated the Carolina Panthers uh nineteen sixteen in a in a very, very anticlimactic very in a way. It was not the prettiest game to watch. However, we did what we were supposed to do. We kept them on the one line, and everything after that on Sunday flowed in our favor. You will hear me talk about this probably a lot. Perfect weekend. We kept we owned the Carolina Panthers draft pick. We kept them at one win, so they Arizona won. They moved up to two wins. Arizona, New England and the, the Giants, they stayed away. So now Carolina moves up to the first pick. We still have a top five pick on our own and then Packers lost. It's it's all great. Everything was great.
0: (laughs) It was wonderful. Um, Junior Foster, which one do you want to, uh, which one of you two want to talk about your victory and a little bit lack of defense. It looked like judging by the score.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely a theme of the weekend. Um, You know, the the fan base is, you know, I wouldn't even say the split they're leaning towards just getting rid of our defensive coordinator, which I don't necessarily buy into. But, um, yeah, hopefully we can get back on the right track against the Bears. Um, But, yeah, the offense looked amazing. It was almost a a perfectly called game by our uh, beloved offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. And uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the weekend. I'm going to get my tailgate on and uh, hope we can keep this momentum going back at the crib.
0: Well, how did you guys manage to score 41 points? Ooh,
3: let, me, right. let me add on. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, go ahead. Go ahead go let ahead. me add. I'm, I'm going to say the, when Detroit left for L.A., they left the defense at home. That's bottom line. There was uh, – they played – the defense played in the first quarter. Uh, after that, it was pretty much uh, back and forth and up and down the field for both teams. Uh, what happened was early. Detroit established the run early. Uh, had a had a big run. Had a was what quarter was that Foster the run by Mon- Montgomery? Was that the Look, second it or, or third? I
3: don't it know was, was early, the third. Was it the
2: third quarter? Okay. Yeah. I thought so.
1: But that we had been prior, even prior to that big run, uh the run game had been working. And I think that opened up everything else. The uh, we were able to open up the playbook, uh, had the defense on their heels all game, even down to the last possession. The first play from scrimmage, uh, the last possession, it was a 40 yard dump off to uh, Khalif Raymond, and he was wide open by himself, and he was able to run. It was like misdirection, and he was right there. And from that play, it set him up uh, to be really close to being field goal range with a a, a, a a little bit over a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, There was also some very gutsy calls made by Uh, Campbell to go for it on fourth down, especially on that last drive. Uh, Wasn't quite in field goal range yet. Well, it would have been a really long field goal range, but they would have gotten the ball. It was in range, but they would have gotten the ball back with a minute and some change left. That's what it more was. And it was like fourth and five, I believe. And uh, went for it, continued to drive, continued to melt down the clock. Kicked the field goal with no time left. And that's what happened. Foster told me that whoever has the ball last is more than likely to win with the way that these defenses are playing. And that is exactly how it played out. And he told me this in early in the third quarter. So mm-hmm.
0: I was lucky enough to see that game winning kick. And that was sweet because, yeah, it was close. The Chargers beat us earlier in the season because Herbert can dissect a defense. He's got that ability, but boy, it was good to see this sweep by the better teams in the NFC North. And speaking of which, there's one more. There's mine. The Minnesota Vikings got to play one of the fans' least favorite teams ever, the New Orleans Saints. We didn't used to dislike the Saints. They used to be terrible. Well, they got good under specifically Mr. Payton as their head coach and Drew Brees as their quarterback. And there's been a lot of contested games in the history between the two clubs. And they've sorta of developed a good, respectful love hate relationships between the two teams. We went out there with Josh Dobbs, our you know, trade, get him a last minute quarterback. And we went out there and we dominated in the first half specifically. And then our coach, KOC, said he made a mistake. He got too conservative in the second half as they started to come back. But it would have taken a minor miracle for them to catch up. We were ahead by 24 points at one point there. And there was just no way the Vikings held on to their victory to make their fifth win in a row. They are now 6-4, and solid second place in the division, and still control their own fate. Why? Because we have to play Detroit twice yet to close out the season. As long as we keep even, we're good to go. And I can tell you right now, guys, fans are buying in to the Josh Dobbs thing. They I was going to ask ab- you. They are absolutely loving it. You know, I said, I think last week, we felt like we are playing on house money. Now, now it's everybody's pumped up. This isn't supposed to happen. Kevin O'Connell suddenly has a mobile quarterback, and he's doing things that, well, like, wow! And he put in a whole game plan last week. Josh Dobbs, obviously that smart enough to get it. Rocket scientist and all. And he got it they put in plays that we wouldn't have had with Kirk Cousins now Kirk Cousins is you know a very very good quarterback but there's just there's something about the legs and the the mobility factor that makes this so exciting and we thought well you know he's got the mobility but is he going to run too quickly if he doesn't see what he likes he was going through every single read all four of them prior to making the the decision to, oh, no, i got to get out of here and run, and he scored on one of those runs. And it was just Vikings fans are giddy, literally giddy, because we shouldn't be getting all these wins, or we didn't think we would with all these injuries that kept racking and stacking up. We were without Derisaw, without JJ, without Kirk Cousins. Um, There's a whole bunch of people. We lost Hicks after the game. Um or towards the end of the game. There's just tons of them across our squad. And the bye week can't get here quick enough quick enough for us at this point, but we are still happy because we're still finding ways to win. <laughs> and by golly, it's a wonderful thing. I tell you right now, we just reviewed week 10. That means we're going on to week eleven. Mm. And in week eleven we've got an NFC North matchup. We mm. have the Detroit Lions at Chicago playing the Bears on Soldier Field Turf. First off,
2: Pay, what's the weather forecast for Sunday? I believe it's going to be in the low 50s. Uh, it shouldn't be too bad. Um great bear I mean great great for football weather cuz you don't want anything too blustery or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it should be 51 to 49 is what they're calling right 49 to 51 I'm sorry. What they're calling is right it now. Isn't it
0: Detroit? shouldn't shouldn't be mm-hmm. touch it No, it's at yeah. Detroit. Yeah, that's an, yeah, I apologize. I got that wrong. No weather, no, no weather concerns. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, will except for my tailgate, four my tailgate weeks from now. Four weeks from now, you'll be in Chicago, and then hopefully the weather will be absolutely trash.
2: Yeah. Um, I can promise you. I can promise you it would not be 49 to 51 the next
3: time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Chicago can knock off the Lions so that we move that one game closer. Yes. <laughs> but what do you think, Pei? You your team has to go against Detroit. Detroit just put up a boatload of points but played very little defense. Is Justin Fields going to play like I'm hearing rumblings of if he comes back out. Supposedly, his
2: thumb is healed. Well, I doubt the thumb is healed. I think it's just at, at this point, it's uh, a pain tolerance uh, issue. I think he's got the pain tolerance at, at, at a uh, comfortable position. But as of 8 a.m. this morning, the reports are that he's expected to suit up and start for the Chicago Bears in week 11
0: is that a good
2: thing over Tyres or Tyrone Badgett? <laughs> We'd be butchering his name. <laughs> I just call him Teabag to stay, to, to state to keep it online.
0: <laughs> it's easy. <laughs>
2: it is. It is a great thing. Uh, the story for Tyson Badgett, you know, it, it's come to an end. I mean, it, it had to, at some point, it, it's a great story. Guy, guy from out of nowhere. His guy, his dad is over here uh, winning. You know, paying paying the bills off off uh, arm wrestling titles. Um, it, but at some it, at some point, it had to it had to stop, right? Um, it his trajectory had been going in the opposite direction each with each start. Um, this last game against Carolina was not a good game, and. Most people will tell you about the number one draft pick didn't look good. I got I got news for everybody. The uh, the division two un, undrafted guy looked even worse. So that's one that's one positive of Justin coming back. We have actually have a better player under center or behind center in, in this day and age. The other positive is we still have to make some some decisions on Justin. He, at, at some point, he's got to show. Some type of consistency. We have to make a final decision on what we're going to do come April. We have two drafts as of right now. in The top five, uh, and, this, and this and this draft is going to be very quarterback heavy.
0: Is Justin so, his fourth year yeah. or fifth year?
2: This is his third. This is he's completing his third. So you know now this this off season. It's time to re-up. It's, and now, you get, now you're talking about you know, like contract extensions. Are we going to do the Daniel Jones, or are we going to give you something along the lines of Kyler Murray or in that, in that space? You've got seven weeks to, to prove it.
0: Or are they going to give him his fifth-year option, or is he out of that window already?
2: No, he's still, he can still get that, uh, that option. Um, I, would, I would doubt that they uh, string him along that far. Uh, if they entertain any type of contract talks with him in 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 any facet, it would be to ex- it would be a, a a longer extension. That's why I brought up Daniel Jones, which is a which is in a longer extension. He's got he's getting paid forty million dollars a year, but there are out clauses after the second, something right. something but like that.
0: And that decision making people fired in New York, but I give it to Shell to get him in the payday.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, again, he's got seven weeks. Uh, I'm rooting for him because, you know, I like the kid, but I, I, was, I, I liked Kay McNown too. I liked uh, Craig Krenzel, too. I liked, <laughs> I, even, I even liked Mitchell Trubisky at, t- at some point. So it really doesn't matter that I like him. You've got to show it. And, this, it, unfortunately, this is a results-oriented or- business. You've got to show us some results.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, without a doubt. Foster. Are you worried about a trap game with the Chicago Bears coming to town this weekend?
3: Well, you know what? Mentally, I I noticed some parallels. We got uh, from last week, Justin Herbert. Now we got Justin Fields. Both have injured fingers. I'm hoping there's no more parallels because I don't want to see our defense get torched in the same regard. Um, But I I do think that our our defensive coordinator is going to make the um, necessary adjustments to what he had last game. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee the Bears having as many weapons uh, as the, the Chargers did. So, um, all things lead towards us having another um, another good week offensively, and we're back at home. And I feel like the the energy is going to be there. The, the more momentum that we can that we can build up, and the, the healthier that we continue to get. Um, it's going to get real, real spooky on the on the tail end of this year um, for everybody in front of us. And I, I think that uh, we continue. I think we continue that momentum. Um, but, yeah, I was like, wow, Justin, Justin and broken. I think Herbert has a broken finger. That's why he hasn't been under center all week, uh, you know, all all year. So um, I don't know. They just that just clicked for me. But um It'll be interesting to see uh, Fields back, though, because, uh, I don't know, he got back just in in time to see us, of course. We'll see.
0: Dude, do you think it's a trap game for your players?
1: I've been paying attention to the Lions for the past 20-some-odd years, maybe 30. Every game's a trap game. Oh. As, far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't get my hopes up. I'm uh, on alert. No, I'm not. No. <laughs>
3: there's
1: no guaranteed wins ever. Uh I can refer back to last year's game during the win streak versus Carolina. During the win streak versus uh the Patriots, both of them 29-0 scores uh from Two offenses that were very dismal. Uh Carolina broke off big chunks of yards running the ball last year. It was insane how they were able to run the ball last year. So every game's a trap game as far as I'm, I'm concerned. Uh there's they they gotta line up and they gotta play fall. They have to play better defense than they played Sunday. Sunday was not was not a representation of how the, how the defense is. However, if you have a game like that, that means people have seen it. They've watched it. They've studied it. It's there. It could be worked on against us. So I'm not guzzling any Kool-Aid Honolulu blue Kool-Aid. I'm taking one game at a time. Uh, we went, <laughs> we went we went we went one eight of the last ten last year and it could easily go in reverse the other way around. So
0: the lions doing lions and things, yes.
1: The lions um, doing things, I've seen it.
0: Well I I I'm curious it. because the Bears improve their defense through the trade and they get some pressure. So it's gonna be interesting. And one of those games I'm gonna watch on Sunday. So uh that should be fun I I tell you Uh, what,
1: I tell you as far as pressure, that that was the my biggest concern playing the Chargers. They played the Jets a week before, hmm. and that defensive line was lived in the backfield. And I that was I if you'd have told me that the Detroit offense would would click like that versus the chargers and the defense would let, let up that many points and yardage that I wouldn't have believed it. So I believe that the chargers defensive line, defensive front with Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Uh, I think that is a better defensive line. However, I am not sleeping on sweat in the guys. I am not, uh, still got to line up and play football. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, the, offensive, uh, the offensive genius continues. And hopefully, the, the Lions defense plays better because you can't play like defense like that versus anybody. Okay. And worried about a mobile quarterback. If Justin Fields is back, that, pro- He's that provides another threat. So, mm-hmm. I do not like playing
0: against mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And that he is. He's caused plenty of headaches to the Vikings because he can run. So, interesting. Well, we'll hold off on the score predictions or the predictions of wins towards the end. Do either okay. one of you three fine gentlemen want to take the place of the Green Bay Packers? I will. Okay. Tell us tell us first <laughs> tell us how they did last week, who they lost to and who they're facing this week. See, I'm not
1: that sold on what they're doing and what they've done. I know they lost. Uh, I know they have a very, very professional quarterback in Jordan Love. He is a professional quarterback. He's been groomed for three years that's what teams are not doing. They're not getting a quarterback of his caliber and letting him sit on the sideline and learn from a great like Aaron Rodgers and then come in and just be this professional quarterback with this high Q QBR rating every week. So from a green Bay Packer perspective, we are the best team in the NFL, with the least amount of wins to show for it.
0: (laughs) And for those that don't know, go back to our earlier episodes of Who Will Be King, and you'll find out where that comes from. Um, When we did have a Packers representative on the show, um, he's so embarrassed he's no longer with us. But anyways, and they lost to the Steelers, by the way. Steelers are now, I think, in second place, and uh, the it are high, good up North. there. In, they're, uh, they're second place, yeah, in the AFC Central um, or North. Pardon me, back oh, in okay. the day, and so <laughs> it's a wonderful thing, and you can't fault the Packers a, or a Detroit Lions. A Chicago Bears and a Vikings fan looking at that game and enjoying it thoroughly. Now, who are they playing this week? Green Bay Packers are playing. The Chargers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we know the Chargers gave you guys a headache (laughs) last week. How do you think they're going to do against the Packers? This is a, This is going to be
1: interesting. I'm going to make sure. Is it a four o'clock game or is it a one o'clock game? Oh, is it an early game? game? Yes,
3: yeah, one
1: o'clock. I'll game. be. I'll. I'll be definitely paying attention because I'm just curious because it kind of has like I know. Every Sunday is different. But, yeah, uh, it kind of gives you a gauge on where your team is. Uh, let's say, for instance, if Green Bay goes in there and they have a shootout with. Uh, the Chargers and kind of you know,
2: angry. It kinda the of gives Green Bay the, is, the Green Bay of Packers are at yeah. home.
0: Yeah, so it's a Lambo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's gonna be real interesting. I, I want to see that game. If my if, if the D, if Detroit wasn't playing at one o'clock, I would definitely tune into that game fully because I'm interested.
0: Well, we'll find out by the I time won't. you finish. And if you want, since. Well, I, actually, I got play it on Sunday since I don't play Sunday night. But if you want, I'll give you updates. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you should, Dave. You should. You should. I don't think I've ever, ever said I am tuning in because I'm interested in seeing a Green Bay Packer game, uh, unless unless they're I have unless to move. I have to move. <laughs> Unless they were playing the 49ers. That's probably the only time I've ever ever interested.
1: I have to keep up with this professional quarterback because (laughs) golf isn't the one. Jordan Love is the one. Uh, Golf is they they messed up when they got golf. So I have to pay attention to what Jordan Love is
0: doing this Sunday. Indeed. (laughs) Mm hmm sarcasm light is blinking, flashing (laughs) red. Uh, going off. For those that don't know, I was uh, an aircrew member for a while in the United States Air Force. Aircraft mechanic, but it's flying. And uh, we have plenty of warning lights. And I can tell you right now, the sarcasm one is going off in Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that leaves only one game. It's Sunday night. Sunday Night Football, where we get to see Legs sing open the show. It's in Mile High, my stopping ground, up in Denver. The Minnesota Vikings mm. face the Denver Broncos. The surging Denver Broncos. The Broncos that have beat the Chiefs. The Broncos that won this last weekend as well. It's going to be Deep interesting off, to see if Josh Dobbs can continue the magic and the team continue the magic. As they go into that stadium and hopefully win. I'm hoping the altitude helps our kicker, Greg <clears throat> Joseph, who has revolted uh, reverted back to his normal self where he misses too many kicks. And we'll see what happens. But we're still looking forward to see, will we have Justin Jefferson back? Possibly. KJ Osborne, who was out last week, will be back. Jaron Hall, our rookie quarterback, he may be out of protocol. If he is, he'll be backing up Josh Dobbs. We have Nick Mullins, who has been on IR all virtually all season with a back injury. He's in the window to come back. He may be activated. That means we'll have three quarterbacks and not have to worry about an emergency one, which is a good thing. We have people come back. Christian Darrisaw, who was out, he's a full go. We have people starting to come back from their injuries. But unfortunately, we lost Jordan Hicks. He had uh, an injury to his shin and developed compartmental syndrome, which if you don't know is where the muscles inside that area start to swell around the bone. And they swell so much it can cause muscle and nerve death if it 's not treated immediately, they took him to the hospital. It was treated. Now, the treatment you 're not going to want to see if you 're a fisherman, you know exactly what they do. They fillet that sucker open and then they let that pressure go he's going to be He got put on IR he 's going to be out for four weeks while that heals back up. they've got to stitch back up once the pressure's relieved, and he 'll be out. We did sign Anthony Barr. Former first-round draft choice of the Minnesota Vikings. He's now back on the team. Whether we signed him to the practice squad, whether he gets activated and up to speed enough to be activated this game, we do not know. Otherwise, it'll be Troy Die, and uh, he'll step in there at linebacker. Should be a fun game on paper. We wish we had Denver of the early part of the season when they stank. That's unfortunately not the case. They've gotten their act together, so we've got to challenge ourselves, and it's on prime time. Like I said, I hope Josh Dobbs is kicking full speed ahead, gone through the countdown, and we are blasting our way on to more and more wins with him. And I know all you guys will be watching because it's the only game on on Sunday night.
2: (laughs) I find, it, I, I find it remarkable that you all found a quarterback that was able to step right in and perform, perform well to keep you all afloat. But outside of that, you all are, what, 5-0 and o with Justin Jefferson on IR? Yes. That's amazing. Anyway, yeah. What I think has happened is
0: Kevin O'Connell, our head coach, who also calls the offensive plays, has, before J.J. got hurt, everything ran through J.J. Obvious reasons why. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. You run through him. Since he was gone, he's had to spread that love all over and expand what he's doing. And more and more people have gotten the ball, gotten plays, and the confidence has built why they do that. And that has just been absolutely fantastic. The offensive line got better. You know, we ended up signing Dalton Reisner from Denver. This should be a great game for him. I can't wait to watch his revenge on this one because they let him go. And then we have just gotten better and better over the time period. And if you take that time period, if you take – You know, the Vikings started out on three, and then they went one and four. If you go from there, our defense now is top five, if you take it from that point when we started winning. We're close to it already. We were 30th, 31st, or 32nd, depending on what metrics you looked at last season. It's now well above 15 in all of them, and top five in some of them. So... Whatever you look at, and then our offense is getting more diverse because it doesn't just run through Justin Jefferson anymore. It runs through everybody, whether it be TJ Hawkinson or K.J. Osborne or Jordan Addison. It's all coming through. Our only little bit of heartburn is our running game. uh, We've gone through some running backs. Alexander Madison may be back, but Alexander Madison... As RB1 isn't the greatest RB1. He's good as if he's lathered up. He's the old fashioned style of running back that runs with power and he does better in the fourth quarter than he does in the first quarter because he, he builds up that ladder and he can pound people. But we, you know, brought in Cam Akers. Cam Akers is done with a ruptured Achilles as well. We brought in Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler has the explosiveness. But as we watched some of the tape this last weekend, Ty Chandler can miss the holes. He doesn't know how to read as well. But if he gets open, I mean, he's gone. He's good. So it's going to be interesting to see how how all this comes together. And then once we get J.J. back, all that confidence that was built over the five weeks he was gone, how that affects the team. Because once you have J.J. in there, With everybody else, that changes defenses, throwing Josh Dobbs, a mobile quarterback, and defensive coordinators are going to be having aneurysms trying to figure out how to defend against the Minnesota Vikings. And we'll find out. We'll find out Sunday. And then the week after that, not that we're looking forward to it, week 12, is nothing but... Blue on Blue Violence. <laughs> <You heads> up <laughs> On week 12, your Minnesota Vikings play the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. And it was not flexed out, folks. That's right. It'll be Monday Night Football at U.S. Bank Stadium. And then the other two teams, Detroit and Green Bay, We'll be playing in Detroit to hopefully pound. Yes, on Thanksgiving Day, the first game starting the Thanksgiving Day off right as Detroit <laughs> yeah. pounds Green Bay into the turf. Oh God, I'm hoping. Please, Odin, make it happen. <laughs>
2: well, Odin, Hymandale, somebody. yep
0: (laughs) gentlemen (laughs) it's been another great week of our (laughs) NFC North Roundup any last words
2: Pay from Chicago before our Uh game against Detroit this weekend Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to say this to all my my two uh, Lions co-hosts I will never forget Detroit For taking deep dish pizza, rebranding it as something else (laughs) and making it extremely worse. For that very reason, we're going to split this. We're going to split this season with you all. (laughs) I
0: smell. I can taste (laughs) a pizza bag coming. I I gotta
1: say, I I gotta say, there's nothing like Chicago
0: deep dish, And, and I'm sorry. I like think Detroit it's, it's breadier and it tastes, still tastes good. And I'm a pizza connoisseur, Stefano. Hey, comes from my heritage. <laughs> and I, I, I love it. it. <laughs> well, June Foster, any last words on how your uh, Lions look to be doing this weekend? Uh in a perfect world,
1: Lions win this game. Uh not saying it won't. It's a, it's a rivalry game. It's a division game. Uh, you can throw out the records and just see some, uh, some football being played. Um, uh, but I think I, I would predict that the lions should win at home, especially, uh, riding the momentum of, uh, last week and just the overall seven two at this point, uh, and being the favorites, uh, it's it's time for uh to not just look the part but be the part. Um there's been many times before where they say the Lions are gonna win this game and they should win this game and fall flat. Seen it. So um I expect a victory, but if something were to happen the other way, then you know, it is what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, folks, we have no Packers affiliate. And if you're a Packers <coughs> fan catching this program, by all means, and if you want to do a podcast, we expect certain standards, but get in contact with any one of us, and we'll put you in contact with Brian Davis from Fans First Sports Network, and we'll uh, see if you can cut the mustard and join us on our NFC North Roundup shows. Hey. Hey. Should be a great game. I'm going to watch you guys. And then, of course, on Sunday, you're going to watch my game. Hopefully, also, by the end of your game, we'll know that the Los Angeles Chargers have beaten down the Green Bay Packers once again, and it will be a wonderful week for all of us. We'll find out soon enough. But I do want to thank you. If anybody's curious, we all represent... Our teams, whether it be the Bears, the Lions, or the Vikings, over on Fans First Sports Network. By fans, for fans. It's a great organization. They have not only podcasts, they have videos, they have the written side. You can find us everywhere. Pay, where can they find you and the Bear Claw Podcast?
2: We are everywhere you look for content in the New age. We're on YouTube. We're on TikTok. We have a Facebook page where you get all of our clips, all of our memes, fan polls, all of that thing, all of that stuff. But for the actual show, you gotta come to you gotta come to Apple. You gotta come to Spotify. You gotta come to Google Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Twitter, any of those places. You would get the audio form of the show and. It's it's a blast. You gotta gotta kick us out. Download us on all any of those platforms where you get podcasts. And come hang out with us on any of the uh social networks as well.
0: June, where can they find you guys?
1: You can find us on YouTube on Motor City Metrics. Uh you can catch our show every Monday night at seven o'clock live. And if you don't catch that show, you can catch us on all streaming po- uh platforms, uh Spotify, um uh, All that good stuff at Bleachers to Speakers, uh, FFSN, where you can catch the audio. Uh, You can catch us on Instagram. We do have an Instagram, Bleachers to Speakers. Uh, You can catch us. We have a Facebook group, a Lions group, and that is Bleachers to Speakers as well. Foster, where did
0: the name Bleachers to Speakers come from?
1: Um,
3: I, I just felt like it was a good representation or, you know, we, me and June both put that together, but it was a good representation of what it really is. We're just fans that watch the games like everybody else. And then we're bringing it to you, speakers. Outstanding. And Vikings first and skull can
0: be found on YouTube on podcast. And you want to get both. If YouTube you're watching, that's great. Podcasts. We have more shows. We have shows that aren't on YouTube as well. On podcasts, and you can find our written side over on the Fans First Sports Network webpage at VikingsFirstandskull.com. It's real simple, it goes direct to us. It's over on Fans First. We've got a bunch of great writers, they do wonderful things. We all appreciate everybody listening. You guys make our day. We love you all. And what do we say always when we end the show? Bear down. <laughs> no, <Go> no Lions. <laughs> and skull <score laughs> my <eight. laughs>
2: And.